Well, happy Father's Day, everybody. I'm so glad that you're joining us, and I'm so excited about uh, our conversation today. I'm calling this a uh, conversation on the dad life, and I've got a, a great group of dads here uh, from all across our Cedar Creek Church family, and we're just going to be talking about uh, some of the challenges, some of the difficulties, also some of the joys, uh, and just some of the lessons learned uh, in our role as dads over some of us for a few short years, some of us for a whole lot more. Uh, but we're just really glad that you're a part of it. And I think just right off the bat, I think it's important just to recognize that uh, while today and this holiday is a great time of celebration for a lot of us, for some of us, this is a very painful holiday. It's a, just kind of a reminder, it kind of shines a spotlight on uh, what can often be maybe is missing or lost or broken in our lives. And uh, I mean, I certainly recognize that in my life. Uh, this is my first Father's Day uh, since the death of my dad. And of course, this is my second Father's Day since the death of my oldest son, Philip Jr. So, I mean, I, I get that and recognize that this maybe is painful for you. And if that's you, uh, I just want to encourage you to stay with us. I think God has an amazing way of uh, filling in the gaps and meeting us right where we are and often might use uh, some of the strangest conversations and ways to encourage us and just to reveal his presence to us. And so if that's you today, I just want to encourage you to hang in with us. And uh, for all the dads out there, we just want you to know we love you. We appreciate you. We are grateful not only for the impact you have in our church, but also the impact that you have in our community. And so we're grateful for you and for all of those out there who know a dad and love a dad, we appreciate you being with us as well. And so, guys, I just want to say thank you all uh, for taking some time and uh, for getting out of your comfort zone. And uh, I think the one thing we'd want people to know is that we're not sitting up here because we're perfect dads and we've gotten it all right. Uh, we're up here because we believe God can work in and through uh, both our successes, but maybe even more importantly, our failures when we see his strength the best. So I appreciate that. I just want you to take a moment, introduce yourself, uh, and uh, just tell us a little bit about who you are. I'm Dean Derrick from the Ridge Campus, and um, I head up the security team there at the Ridge Campus. I uh, volunteer there, and I have four sons. They're all grown and gone, and uh, they're doing awesome, and I'm so proud of them, and, and uh, I'm Honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And you got how many grandkids? Three and one due in 30 days. Uh, grandkids, baby. That's the bomb, ain't it? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, I'm Chuck Harvey. Uh, I have uh, three grown children. They all live here in Aiken area. So that's been a, a real blessing because we just moved back about four years ago from about eight hours away, which wow. made that <laughs> really difficult. But uh, um Five grandchildren. Wow. And, uh, yep. And uh, I am at the West Campus and yes. help out in Center Point and just do anything else that anybody needs. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a dad thing, too. Maybe. Other duties as a side. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jonathan Cook. I, um, I do a lot of different things on the worship team here, and it's absolutely <laughs> awesome. So, uh, also run a little ministry website called theprayerdaily.com. I have a four-year-old daughter. 
one and done. She is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Got it right yeah. the first time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm new to the whole dad thing, so I'm very looking forward to this conversation. Uh, my name is Nathan Lester. Um, I serve on the media team here at Bank Smell. Um, I've got one daughter. She's nine. And, uh, she's a joy. That's awesome. Well, great. Well, just, you know, kind of we were talking a little bit earlier. So what's been the best part for you about being a dad? What is it you've loved the most about being a dad? For me, that's easy. Um, it's been, it has been a real blessing uh, to see my, all my children grow into incredible people. Yeah. Um, I may be a little biased in that, but, <laughs> you know, um, but on the other side of that, um, grandkids, we were talking about, you know, it, and yeah. grandkids are off. If I'd yeah. known they were that good, I'd have had them first. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. It's got to be the hugs. Mm. It's got to be the hugs. Yeah. I mean, they're and watching them figure stuff out too. Yeah, you know, um, that's that's a really cool thing because you can help them and you can let them go. You can help them, let them go, and it's, you know, sometimes you, you got to let them fall just a little bit. Yeah, and you know, it you help them grow, and then you realize you don't realize how much yourself you're helping your you're letting yourself yeah. grow as yeah. a parent too. So yeah, that's cool. Sharing in those connections, you know, when you see the when you see the child get it and you are a part of it and sharing in those moments uh you know those are they're awesome yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely uh, you know you're just talking about the hugs and i was thinking about some of those days coming home exhausted bad day at work man nothing like a kid you know running to hug glad you're there right i mean that's huge um it always makes me think of stephen curtis chapman's song cinderella yeah oh my yes yeah. that's that's yeah father's day is it's my favorite <laughs> it's, it's my favorite. I mean, yeah. anniversary's good, Christmas yeah. is good, the yeah. holidays, but Father's Day, I get the, I, I feel like Superman that day. Yeah, I feel oh, like yeah. Clark Kent. Nope, me, me. <laughs> I feel like Superman. It's it's really awesome. Yeah. I, I I think just uh, seeing my daughter grow, just uh, you know, the person she's becoming, it just it's just really neat seeing uh, what how she is similar to me and how she's totally different at the same time. But uh, mm. just seeing her character and seeing that heart uh, grow, that's, that's what really makes, makes me smile about being a dad. Yeah. Good. So real talk, uh, there's a lot of joy in being a dad, uh, but there's a lot of challenges to this uh, calling. Uh, I would say <laughs> not a role, it's a calling. Um, and so what's been kind of the greatest challenge for you as a dad? Disciplinary actions. It has always been a challenge to 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 balance to balance that. Yeah, that's a that's a big huge balance you have to do because you don't want to be too hard on them, but at the same time, you know they you have to to let them know the right thing. Yeah, so. you do kind of feel like you're walking a tightrope a lot of times. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. What else challenges you faced? Well, um, I know I'm on this panel because I'm the single parent here. <laughs> um, so just just doing it alone, you know, that's that can be tough and difficult at times. Um, yeah. You know, not having that that other partner there to uh, to carry and uh, to to do, you know, raising the child with. Yeah, I, I remember a conversation sometime back we had trying to figure out how to do hair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just little things that we don't think about. And so, oh, yeah. you know, I've said this many times. Uh, 
I think uh, single parents are the true heroes, you know, in our culture. Because I, I know uh, even having Terry and, yeah, we have five kids, but I can't imagine not having, you know, a spouse to do that. So um, thank you, Nate. And by the way, you're doing a great job. Oh. Riley is an amazing <laughs> young woman. I agree. So. Any yeah. other challenges? For me, um, initially in the in the first part of our, our marriage, it was the fact that I was in the Navy, mm. um, 21 years in, in the Navy. And, and for the first 10 years, we figured it out. We were, we spent three years together. Wow. Um, just in and out. And so my wife was actually kind of a, a, a single parent and I was sometimes just an inconvenience mm -hmm. uh, because they'd come home and mess up the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, and, and the other side of it for me, I didn't have a great example as a, for a father. Mm. Um, both my parents uh, were alcoholic. Mm. Um, and so in that, in that part-time role for the first 10 years, uh, trying to figure out how to be a dad. Yeah. And, it, and sometimes it felt like I was kind of figuring that out on my own. Yeah. And I know I didn't get it right a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Fortunately, we have a, a, a graceful God who uh, <laughs> lets our kids turn out incredibly yeah. in spite of us. Yeah. Uh, what, Chuck, what kind of, since you, you, know, you didn't feel like you had a, a model to follow, what, what did help you? What, what allowed you to kind of figure out how to do this dad life? Our church family. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously being in the Navy, it was in short spurts, that we would have one church family on one coast and then yeah. a church family on the other coast. And then, and then friends that we uh, were able to, to make that have lasted that entire time um, that we, when we would get together, we would you know just kind of share some of those things. And it, it wasn't ever, you know, it's, it's never a conversation that you say, well, Hey, how do we do, how do we be a dad? Mm -hmm. You know, but just to, to have friends that, that, have had better examples and, and just, you know, catching some of that, yeah. not necessarily being taught, but yeah. just catching some of it. More caught than taught. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, the challenges that you guys are facing, um, anything else you'd just like to share about something that's helped or just any input about just, you know, I'm sure there's some dads out there watching that are, that are struggling, really struggling, whether it's just feeling like a failure or um, just feeling like, man, I'm, I'm in over my head or I don't know what I'm doing. Just uh, anything else you guys would like to add to that? Uh, yeah. Um, help plug, plug home groups here right now. <laughs> um, uh, when I went through my divorce, it was pretty brutal. And um, there's a couple things here at the church that the church offers um, home groups. I was in a home group before um, and they were great, uh, but I needed more help than that. Yeah. Uh, during that time. Uh, the care ministries here at Cedar Creek Church uh, were a blessing. Um, there's a divorce care class. Went through that a couple times. Uh, transition, single and parenting. And it was just, uh, it was nice to connect with other people um, that were going through the same thing in a healthy and safe environment. Because, uh, you know, when you go through that, it's it's, it's a mess and it's ugly and, mm -hmm. and uh, you're wounded. And, um, you know, trying to survive and get through that, you know, I I wouldn't have made it without, you know, the church yeah. family here for yeah, sure. For sure. Anybody else? 
One of oh, go ahead. Uh, you, uh, the, uh, one of the biggest challenges for me as a dad is always the next challenge. Mm. You know, I, I say this all the time. There's a big difference between being prepared and being ready. Like we were completely prepared. I don't know why babies are us went you know bankrupt because I bought half their inventory, right? But it's like we got her home and we put her in the carrier and we were sat there quietly for about 20 minutes and we said, and then she woke up and started crying. I've been chasing after her ever since. Yeah. And once I think I have one thing down, here comes the next thing. And another thing down, here comes the next thing. So it's always the next challenge for me, whatever that is. I'm only four years in with this thing. So it's like, so I'm I'm looking to a lot of other people just to say, okay, how'd you do this? How'd you do that? And whatnot. And home groups, they're they're great too. Yeah. I mean, that's that's so huge. Uh, I mean, um, I was blessed, had a, a, a very godly father and a great role model, but, you know, Life has changed and the world has changed mm-hmm. and parenting is therefore changing and what, you know, the core truths of what it means to be a godly dad haven't changed, but the way you live that out has definitely changed. I mean, my kids face challenges that I never faced and, you know, that chasing those, the next challenge, right, right, I, right. I mean, I'm, I'm 29, almost 30 years into it now. And I think you guys would probably agree with that. It, yeah. it's, it's constantly changing. And, and the beauty of it, you know, we hear this in, in you know, like in our careers and things like that. And, and you know, that, that perfection is the is of the devil, that, it, that it's never achievable. And, and but we forget that it applies to how we raise our kids, too. And, and case in point, there will be times and there there were so many times that i i remember that i play back conversations or times of discipline that i just absolutely lost it and blew it Mm -hmm. and a few years ago i was having a conversation with my son and apologized Mm -hmm. for some of the ways and some of the things that i that i had said and and done and he's like i don't remember that um, that that's not a license to to just do whatever, but it is. Please know that there's forgiveness. Yeah, and and yeah, that's uh, setting that example of humility and being able to say that you're sorry, that goes a long way with your relationship. Yeah, if you're uh, not hypocritical. Yeah, and. Uh, saying that you're sorry when you yeah. realize that you you stepped over the line and uh, you needed you need to back up mm. and that that grows that relationship with your child and it lasts a lifetime mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, probably the two best pieces of advice i ever got in parenting one was the relationship is the most important thing I would think about, you know, we're talking about the challenges, trying to figure out how to discipline and set appropriate boundaries and, and all of that. And uh, I just, uh, I don't even remember who said it. I heard it one time, said, you know, rules without relationship will lead to rebellion. Relationship without rules will lead to chaos. And so what we need is that balance of relationships and boundaries. Um, but I can tell you, uh, I have a lot of regrets about places where I did, how I disciplined, and also a whole lot of regrets about how I did it. But I don't have any regrets about 
investing relationally in our kids. And, and it's, it's, it's much easier until something happens at about age 14, you know, and they're, they're hard to be with. And, uh, but that advice just, you know, caused me to want to continue to be intentional about maintaining that relationship. And now that my kids are adults, I'm so thankful for that. So, you know, that was great advice. And I'm, I'm continue to use that for today. The relationship is the, you know, if there's one thing to get right, it's get that be in relationship with them, you know, is huge. Um, and, you know, it takes a lot of work, takes some sacrifice because, you know, our tendency is to think, uh, you know, our job is just to make the money, pay the bills, you know, provide, be the protector provider. And that's certainly a part of our role, but it's much deeper than that for sure. Any other challenges or, or things that, uh, you've kind of struggled with or again kind of continuing on this it's the next challenge i mean there are things that we have to grow through you know toddler all the way working them into adulthood to where they can stand on their own but like the for for example what's going on now covid while we're doing the what we're doing the way we're doing it you know and all the rioting and everything else it's uh that some things change and there are challenges that come that we can't control. Right. So it's how do we work through those different things? Like, you know, for example, for me, race is a big deal in how I raise my kid now because I, I don't. And it's really challenging for me because I don't want to sit there and instill the wrong thing. Mm. I want to try to explain, you know, because how do you explain that to a four year old? Yeah. You know, mm. it's tough. But um that's just my particular angle of it. It's like, you know, being an African-American dad just adds on to the challenges of being a dad already. Yeah. And if you have a kid with special needs, and that's a whole nother different umbrella there under. Yeah. So it's tough being a dad, but then if you have things that are specific to your situation, yeah. that makes it even tougher. Yeah. And then you got things that come out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about ready but not prepared. Yeah, ready but right. not prepared. Because yeah, you never know, you know, whether Well, yeah, it's a, prepared but not ready. Yeah. So you're like, okay, yeah. and then bang, you know. Yeah, I mean, whether it's a global pandemic and then you're trying to deal with fears or, you know, the injustice that we see, the chaos on the news and, and just all around us. Man, the challenge is there's no book for that. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think there's some core principles that I, I think that can guide us. But there's a lot of it, you know, we're just trying to figure out, depending on God, leaning into each other. Um, Absolutely. It's fantastic. I mean, you guys have dramatically different experiences, uh, different stages, different backgrounds, and yet just conversations like this can actually help. And, you know, we're talking about the importance of being connected with other believers, to be part of a church family, to have some men around you. Um, and, you know, we, we do have some tendencies to get a little Lone Ranger, a yeah. little solo, mm -hmm. you know, and forget, man, God's design is for us to lean into each other. And so uh, I, that's been huge for me. I just think about the, the men that God has used in my life that, you know, they're at different stages. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's one of the things about being in a home group. The best home groups are those that... You know, if, if you could be around some older dads and then for us old guys, being around some younger guys just, you know, energizes us. We all have something to offer. And I think yes. doing it in authentic community is huge. So um, I, I think um, I remember 
the day we brought our oldest son, Philip Jr., home from the hospital. It was our first child, and um, my parents were there for like a couple of days after. But I remember when they drove away to go back home, and it was just me and Terry and this baby. And we were like, you know, what do we do? You know, I mean, it was, I remember that was unbelievably scary. And I was just thinking about, man, you know, nobody told me it would be like that, right? Nobody said, look, you know, when you bring them home and all of a sudden you're responsible for this life, this human being, it's a scary thing. So what's something you wish somebody would have told you about being a dad before you became a dad? Simply for me, it's okay to not be okay. I remember they were, uh, my wife was in the wheelchair and they're putting her in the elevator. And I said, You're gonna, so we get, we have to take her home now. You're the professional. You're the professional. I said, I might break her and I'll never forget it. This is what the nurse said to me. She said, Babies, they're actually quite durable. And I'm like, What is that supposed to mean? Right? And, but it's, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not have all the answers and know everything you're doing. Yeah. And I would just encourage any dad that's listening out there right now, if you can just watch somebody, watch anybody, yeah. it, you know, that it, something that may work for them, you might want to try that out. So it's, yeah. we're all in this together. Yeah. You, know? And, you know, I think we, we do a disservice to our kids if we pretend we've got all the answers and got oh, it all yeah. together. Absolutely. Because that's an unrealistic expectation that they're going to walk through of thinking they've got to always have it together. And, uh, I mean, that's, that is unhealthy for them to become men with that mindset because that yeah. leads to a lot of unhealthy things. Yeah. What other advice you wish somebody would have told you? I wish that I had had better financial advice in the mm. early days. Uh, mm. It just didn't happen. Yeah, and, uh, amen. It just didn't happen, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I wish, I wish there had been someone to come alongside me uh, and help me. Yeah. Hey, you know, this is what a budget is all yeah. about. This is, this is what a savings is all about, and yeah. uh, and teach. And this is how much a kid's going to cost. <laughs> now, we heard that from the insurance company. You need, you need to save X amount of dollars. You yeah. need to have $150,000 by the time this child is 18, 19 years old. Ready to go. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just shoot me now. <laughs> what else? And kind of almost, almost piggybacking on that, um, the idea of being intentional. Mm. Um about you know and you know thinking ahead is is not my forte um you know i'm a i'm a fly by the seat of your pants shoot from the hip uh, <laughs> and uh so there were a, a lot of things that that i look back that i wish i would have been more intentional about one of the things that i'm very proud of my kids is that I see that in them. I don't know where they must have got it from their mother because they yeah. didn't get it from uh, me. Uh, I might have um, got a little bit from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you wish somebody would have told you? Well, I'm, I'm kind of like the complete opposite of that. Um, I'm, I'm a planner. I'm t intentional or I try to be and have everything planned out. And, you know, when you have a child, like that's out the window and, uh, you know, you just learn to go with the flow on certain things. And um, that's something I've been learning and I'm still learning over the years um, yeah. that, you know, it just, it just, it changes at any given time. And uh, 
just uh just go with it and you know be intentional for sure yeah i'm, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely about that on, on the right things but like i you know i would be very focused on some of the really tiny aspects of being a father that you know it really doesn't matter in the big scheme of things yeah. can, it can become so easy to major on the minors oh yeah that you forget to put some focus on the stuff that really counts you know we we tend to be generally task oriented kind of people and you know that's one of the hardest things to realize is that kids aren't task right they don't get completed no you know yeah, even when they're adults it, it's an ongoing ever-changing relationship that you know but I, I know that's probably some of the regrets that you know that i at times saw my kids as a task to be completed raise these godly kids check you know and no, you got to be flexibility is a, a value <laughs> in parenting for sure. Anything else on that? I'm glad he mentioned planning though, because I feel like I'm kind of in the middle. Because you are. No. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, 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 when I had my daughter, I kind of thought like five years ahead and say, okay, right now she's a brand newborn, and then five years from now, this hopefully she'll be around here somewhere. So it's kind of like building a house, you know. You got to do a foundation, the walls, and then the roof. You don't know exactly how it's going to go, but you know you have to get there yeah. at one particular yeah. point. Yeah. So you know, I would, I would, you know, suggest to any dad out there. I mean, don't major in the minors like you mentioned, mm-hmm. but if you can just take a second and say, okay, what what would that look like? Yeah. You know, yeah. what would that look like, and then try to strive for that and adjust along the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's worked for me so far. That's a great word. Is that. Uh, you know, as a church, we talk about vision. We have a vision as a church. Oh, yeah. But but I think just having a vision for where you want to be as a dad and where you want your kids to be, that vision has a lot of flexibility, but Certainly. you kind of got some markers, you know. Get a vision for your for being a dad or for your mm-hmm. kids. And then, you know, when you have a vision, uh, it starts to be become the filter for decisions, right? Because, you know, you face all kinds of decisions, when it comes to being a dad, but that vision can help you figure, you know, what to leave in and what to leave out. Anything that moves you closer to that vision is a yes. Anything that maybe is going in a different direction, you know, is a no. And that's a, that's a great word about that idea, you, whether you're talking about being intentional or just having a vision uh, versus having this rigid plan, you know, that right. you think. So I, th- I think that's a good word for sure. You know, one of the things that, you know, the Bible over and over uh, describes God as a father. He is our heavenly father. And, and because of that, um, our kids really get their first image, impression, or idea of what a father is through what they see in us. And man, when I stop and think about that, that is, a, that's heavy. You know, that's a huge responsibility. Yes, we're called to be the spiritual leaders of our homes, and and, I mean, I get that. But just this idea of reflecting what a father is like so that my kids will understand what God is like. Man, even just saying that out loud makes me feel like a huge (laughs) failure, right? And so that's a burden. How do you you guys kind of deal with that, or have you ever thought about that? Or did I just give you something else to toss and turn tonight about? <laughs> Being consistent was always important for me. Uh, if how I behaved 
in front of my children how I behaved in public, how in family time, whether you're at a campground or at the ball field. I knew that my children was watching me. People, you know, I said, I need to be consistent. Mm. My, my behavior at home needs to be what what I am, who I am. Yeah. And uh, my children need to see that consistency. And my yes needs to be yes. My no needs to be no. And I know I, I don't need to be wishy-washy. And I, mm. I need to remember my promises. Mm. If I mm. tell a child I'm going to do it, then I'm going to follow through with it. And if I can't, then that then I have to back up and I have to apologize. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, just sticking to that, yeah. uh, you know, every day. Yeah. You know, that, that's a tremendous challenge, but that was my personal commitment: yeah. to be consistent with yeah. my. Well, that certainly reflect reflects the father's heart towards us. So, what else? Um, I always at prayer time with my daughter in the evenings. Um, I always tell her, you know, I love you this much, but God loves you even more. <laughs> um, because, you know, That's there's awesome. times when That's I've cool. got to apologize to my child. You know, I get too angry. I get too, you know, I'm too much like this. You know, you do this, this, this. And, um, be, you know, just instilling in her that, you know, I love her to the moon and back, but mm -hmm. that, you know, God, you know, unconditionally loves her at any given time. And um, also just um, like gentle strength with mm. with my child being you know graceful and, and when she she does fall or she does you know need correction you know correct her in a, a very loving way mm. um those are some of the things i mean we can't compare and it's when we try and make that comparison yeah. it it is a big responsibility yeah. a big a big burden at times to carry yeah what else you gotta lead by example mm. yes if, if you make christ important you know just my dependency on Christ and just walking with him or whatnot, they're, they're going to see that, you know? Uh, it's funny. There was a, uh, a country song on the radio. I forget what it's called. I think it's by Corey Atkins or whatnot, talking about a father, uh, a son wanting to be like his father. He said it was, it was bedtime at, later that night. He crawled, crawled out of bed and was talking to a God like he was talking to a friend. Mm -hmm. And the, son, the father said, son, where'd you learn to pray like that? Yeah. And the son said, I've been watching you. Yeah. You know, so um, I wrote a song a little while ago. Um, hopefully we'll get to do it here uh, at Banksville campus in a little bit. And my daughter was singing the words uh, just the other day and I, I was blown away. Something that came out of my head that was born out of a prayer. She picked it up and now it's part of her life too. Yeah. So just leading by example, we don't have everything figured out. Right. We don't know exactly where we're going, yeah. but if we depend on Christ, they say, well, my dad had a bad day and mm -hmm. he's praying. Mm -hmm. So when he's in trouble, he prays. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'll do. Yeah. And leading by example, leading not just, you know, your family, but your everything. Yeah. Yeah. When you depend on Christ, they see that. Yeah. And sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Kids, kids absorb it all. Mm -hmm. They see it. They sense it. And that, that example, I mean, it's a huge deal. Um, anything else on that that you... Just kind of how you wrestle with that, reflecting the father to your kids? For me, it, it was, you know, I went from uh, a naval career to uh, youth ministry. And it was, never a, it, was, it was never one of those intentional things in my mind of I need to reflect. And, and I think a lot of times I, I gave them an example of who my father was. Mm -hmm. um, 
I heard my dad yell at them so many times. Uh, and he'd been gone for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but going into being a part of a, a, a church staff, and, and you probably aren't familiar with this, but you, you learn a whole lot more about things that you don't really necessarily wish. <laughs> sometimes you wish you hadn't known yeah, that. Yeah. And, and people look at your kids differently and treat your kids differently yeah. because of your position yeah. in the church. Yeah. I don't know that I navigated that well mm -hmm. with them sometimes. Yeah. You know, um, I hope I did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think some of the things you were talking about, Chuck, about, you know, coming back and just asking for forgiveness of apology, that that is a, a beautiful reflection of of what a relationship with Christ allows you to do, right, yes. to, to surrender that, to humble yourself. I mean, that's huge, whether it's, you know, when they're adults or, you know, whatever age there are, that, that's a huge thing. I, I mean... I think what I would say is probably the greatest gift any of us could give our kids is one, fall in love deeper with Jesus. Yeah. Grow closer to Him. Lean into Him. Because that, that's the stability, right? That, that peace that comes from that that we're always trying to get more of through our closeness. Growing in our relationship with Christ, wherever you are, whatever stage you are, in your journey of fatherhood or your relationship with Jesus, this is the greatest gift you can give to your kids. And it's never too late, right? It's never too late, and it's never too early. And so, I mean, that, that is a, I think that's the best gift any of us can give uh, to be a reflection of our Heavenly Father, is to show what it looks like to just be totally dependent and leaning in and surrendered to Him day by day, stumbling towards Jesus, yep. right? And um, those are good words. So just kind of wrapping it up, we got a lot of folks watching today that are, that are not dads, but they love dads. They've got dads in their life. And so insider information, what would be the one thing that you would say to the people around you who just want to encourage you, support you, whether you're talking about your spouse, your kids, what could they do that would really bless you and encourage you the most? What, what's the secret sauce for loving on a dad? You can't say it with silence if you have anything to say at all. It's going to be okay, or you're doing a great job, or hey, I know it's rough, but just hang in there. Yeah. You can't say it with silence. So if you have anything at all to say, we love to hear it. Yeah. We love to hear it. I, yeah. it's, 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 it changes everything. Yeah. It changes everything, being being encouraged by the yeah. people around you. Yep. Yeah, words yeah. of encouragement for sure. Anything else? I second that emotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. A simple text message. I received a text message the other day. Uh, it was on another subject. She, uh, she said, by the way, uh, you've got to be proud, so proud of your children. And uh, she's, you've done an awesome job. And I'm thinking that was amazing. Yeah. That was amazing for her to, to just out of the blue, yeah. she wanted to share that with me, and yeah. it, it made my day. You know, it's those little things, isn't it? Right? Yeah. I mean, it's not the big things are not the big things in this. It's, sometimes it's just that little thought. What else? Um, I, I, you know, I was thinking for a single dad, there's probably got to be some practical things that would help for somebody who yes. 
you know, oh, yeah. knows and cares about a single dad, what could the people around you do? Oh man, you know, time, <laughs> your, your time is becomes limited and, um, you know, just people that have filled in, uh, at the church and, uh, you know, taking my daughter, uh, during times, uh, you know, Hey, can I take Riley out to the park? Can I, you know, do this or that? Um, especially during COVID, uh, yeah. and having to work and yeah. no daycare, no school, you know, that, that was challenging, but, uh, just those little, you know, just snippets of time, you yeah. know, um, filling in and helping out that uh, huge to me, huge to yeah. me for sure. You know, and that's interesting, Nate, because we, you know, we, a lot of times we think about, oh, we need to, to help this couple get away and, and have, you know, we'll take their kids or whatever, but man, it's even more needed for a single parent for sure. Cause oh, you know, it's yeah, got no needy. time. So, <laughs> yeah. Help the single parent. <laughs> help us out. Help us, yeah. out. <laughs> help us out. Well, man, that, that's fantastic. That That's good stuff guys. And, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing so transparently. Um, I know we prayed before we started that God would use this and, and we know that he's faithful. Uh, even in our, our weakness is really where he is strongest. So I just appreciate your transparency. Um, I'm going to wrap things up. We're just going to take a moment. I'm just going to pray. Uh, we're just going to pray for the dads out there, but we're also going to pray for those who are hurting this, you know, with this holiday. And then also for the people who have dads they love and care about, um, that today, not only today, but just moving forward, that we would be the church in, uh, connecting and helping one another and specifically dads right now. Cause Lord knows our community, our nation, our churches need godly men who are encouraged and supported and are poured into and are challenged to rise to the occasion. Uh, we need that for sure. So let's pray together. Lord, I, I just thank you for, no, for these men, for their willingness to share. Uh, Lord, I, I pray for those who are watching uh, I pray that something that was shared today would just uh, would just flip a switch and uh, turn a light bulb on and would be encouraging, would help all of us as dads take a next step. Um, and so, Lord, I, I pray for those especially today who are, are struggling, maybe hurting a little bit uh, because of a loss or a brokenness. Um, maybe those, Lord, I, I just pray for those who are maybe feeling like just a failure as a dad, I thank you that you are the God of redemption, of the redo, that you can bring beauty out of ashes. And so I pray for them, Lord, that they would sense that and will not allow the enemy to take that and turn it into a defeat, but that you would turn that into a victory that would, uh, would change a family story and even change a generation. And so, God, I thank you for this time together. I thank you for all of the dads in our church. I pray they would be encouraged. Uh, I pray they would feel not only your love for them, but our love for them as their church family. And so, Lord, we thank you for this time. Pray that you would bless the rest of this day as families are together. In Christ's name, amen.